It's January 2019, and I'm speaking to the future, in particular to David Kalinowski and the experts he's pulled together to give us a glimpse of what's coming in the intelligence world for 2019. Researchers, analysts, and engagement managers, a team of PhDs from his healthcare life sciences group, consumer industrial goods specialists, and technology and financial service pros. Here's David tipping us off on a first trend to be aware of. Needing more external perspectives. So perspective right now is often limited inside organizations to, to their internal organization. They, they do what they want to do, when they want to do it, and they operate inside their own walls. So I think increasingly you're going to see the need for more understanding of the external environment more than ever. Uh, you, you can't make really informed decisions without getting a holistic view of what's happening. Because you might think you're launching the new greatest product in the world, but if you don't know externally that, oh wait, there's already some other companies that just launched something sooner, or you learn that somebody's about to launch something and you realize, oh man, we better accelerate what we're doing you know, to beat them to market. If you're not looking at the external environment, you're missing out on, on quite a bit. What about artificial intelligence? How is that going to affect us in 2019? Certainly there's machine learning, there's AI that's kicking in, but I'm a big believer that that will support research, not replace human CI personnel. A lot of people fear that. I don't see that happening, not in any time real soon. The human mind is still the most popular computer and, and, and most significant computer there is. Uh, and you could take into consideration behaviors and beliefs and feelings that you can't always do through, through computer type of systems, right? But more importantly, being able to determine insights, determine implications, uh, and make recommendations. You know, so having more analytical skills will make you more valuable so when you can produce a report, not to say here's the information, but more and more we have to have intelligence professionals simply say this is what it means to the company and here's what you think you ought to do about it. You know, as, as Matthew Kelly, uh, a good friend of mine whose newest book, uh, The Culture Solution, talks about you have to humanize work again. But now there's a concern with technology or the else that's going to replace human. I just don't, I don't see that anytime soon. What about subject matter expertise or industry knowledge? We need to have the internal CI teams as well as external you know, CI providers to be able to make sure they have the right, right knowledge of, of subject matter expertise. So if you're going to hire, let's say, an outside intelligence firm, it's great that they know how to collect and analyze data, but they also have to understand your industry and be able to really uh, give some unique insights strong from that experience that they've gained over time. When you don't have any subject matter knowledge, uh, it, it's tough to be able to understand uh, the, the impact of, of the information that you're, that you're reading. How should intelligence be looking at the regulatory environment in 2019? All industries are facing regulatory changes of some sort, or will. If you use pharmaceuticals as an example, I think you find drug approval forecasting is more and more challenging to do. You have this ever-changing landscape of FDA shifts and uh, drug pricing concerns and all these other factors. But more importantly than that is going to be regulation that impacts 
data sharing and social media. You know, how as a company am I able to use what somebody puts on Twitter or puts in Facebook? Right? What's the privacy laws around that? So we have to really look at potential regulation about that and then SCI professionals adapt appropriately to, to our approaches. What about intelligence tech? I think a fifth trend or key thing I see in happening more and more now in 2019 will be the use of technology tools. I, I think in particular to gather secondary information. So while a lot of people still spend time doing manual searches, they'll do their Google search or their Bing search or whatever it might be and you know, store this information all over on their C drive and all these different places. Um, there's tools now, there's aggregation tools designed to help automate that process. So if you're a researcher at a company, how would you like to get 40 to 50% of your time back <laughs> that you can now do more analytical thinking, you could do more recommendations of what to do, you could do more assessment of what does this mean to our business, not just stick fetching, right? So I think automation of tools is really important as well as visualization tools, you know, things that will make you know, the reports uh, tell the story through pictures, so Tableau or ClickView, uh, you know, I, I think are a couple of uh, the tools that are out there. How does primary research factor in in 2019? So you have the secondary information, right? The secondary published content. Uh, the primary research, which is the original research, you need that to augment the published information, right? The, the published stuff is great, it's a nice foundation. It ultimately gives no unique advantage because everybody has access to that. Now, how you interpret it, how you analyze it, how you connect it with other things you're learning, that's the, the value, right? That's the intelligence, you know, collecting the data is the information, thinking about what it means and the insights and the implications, that's the intelligence work and that requires the human to do that. But being able to uh, still engage in conversations with people to understand their their thoughts and their perspectives, you know, face to face from phone calls or trade shows, whatever it may be, is, is important. And, and there's a clear distinction between market research, primary research, and then competitive intelligence, primary research. You know, a lot of folks are in market research think, oh yeah, we do primary research all the time, you know, and and yes, they, they do. And it's more on understanding customers' behaviors, attitudes, beliefs. Uh, doing quantitative surveys using a questionnaire or survey instrument, you know, rate this one to 10, do you agree or strongly disagree, and very quantitative driven. Competitive intelligence primary is all about perspectives. It's mostly qualitative in nature. There's free-flowing, open dialogue and conversation. You don't work off of a one-size-fits-all scripted guide that you know is being instituted by by call center folks. You know these are trained analysts that are, that can go with the flow of the conversation and leverage what's being said or not being said by the the contact, the interviewee, to ask the next set of questions. It is a skill and, a, and an art and a science. It's it's a kind of a mixture of those areas. What's one emerging trend that's just not on people's radar yet? I really envision that there'll be some implementation of more wargaming as a strategic tool this year. You know, it, it's a such a critical weapon that companies still are not embracing. I haven't quite figured out entirely why other than they don't understand yet what it is. So I think that when you have intelligence that's gathered there's always been an ongoing concern of linking the intelligence to decision making in particular strategic decision making 
And so this is a tool that we've been able to bridge the gap by using that. So by, by being able to really take the knowledge you've gained now about the competition, about emerging threats, about uh, regulatory, about what the customers think and all these different elements of the landscape and then putting it in an environment where you can role play the competition and think about moves and counter moves and think about how do you pressure test your strategy. You know, that I see happening more and more. I mean, you wouldn't launch you wouldn't launch a, a some other software product or something out without beta testing it. I think increasingly we're getting executives to understand they need to beta test their strategy before they launch it. Early warning systems. Early warning, I see more and more, more companies starting to track indicators, tracking weak signals, and connecting them to future scenarios to under, understand what's more plausible to happen. So I see that gaining traction. You know, it's great to learn about the past. It's okay to learn about now, but it's better to learn about the future, right? The more I could see something happening and see observable events happening that might tell me which of my scenarios is more likely to come true, the better I can make some decisions and get out in front of it. this glimpse into the future of intelligence for 2019, you should visit podcast.proactiveworldwide.com future19 and sign up to receive two critically important bonus future predictions. That's podcast.proactiveworldwide.com future19. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.